everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you are new to the show, every Monday we have a new episode released through the Charisma Podcast Network. You'd also get the Charisma Plus app. All of our shows are on there. We're going towards 200 episodes now since I've been with the Charisma Network, and so I'm excited about that. And then you could also download the show on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. You could also go to my YouTube channel. If you look up Michael Lombardo, if you look up Awaken Podcast with Michael Lombardo, you could see all the video content that we have on there, hours and hours, over 100 hours, probably 150 hours of free content, revelation, teachings, interviews with amazing leaders in the body of Christ that are carrying a prophetic message for this hour, you know, teaching from the word of God that will liberate and set your heart free. And so make sure to tune in there. If you are constantly listening to the show every single week, um, thank you so much. It is a blessing that you're a part of the family, spreading the word. Um, you, for those of you who have subscribed, rated, reviewed, have taken the time to do that, it really helps get this out to more people. And so thank you so much for that. It is a blessing. And today I have a prophetic voice. I have an amazing man of God on the show. Um, he's been on a few times now, and it's always an honor to glean from him and what he is carrying in the Lord. His name is James Gall, and he is the founder of Encounter God Encounters Ministries. He is an international best-selling author. He is a life language coach. He's an advisor to many leaders and ministries in the body of Christ, as well as a recording artist. So he has a lot of amazing stuff out there. Um, with great joy, he's traveled around the world. He's ministered in over 50 nations of the world, imparting the love of Jesus the power of prophetic intercession, prophetic ministry, really teaching on a life in the spirit and releasing that. He's recorded numerous classes, um, curriculum kits, the author of more than 50 books, and he may update that. I don't know. He's always every year releasing so much for the body of Christ, but he wrote the book, The Seer, The Prophet, The Discerner, uh, The Lost Art of Intercession, Praying with God's Heart, and so many more. And today we're going to be talking about his newest release, which is entitled The Mystery of Israel and the Middle East, A Prophetic Gaze into the Future. And so thank you, James, so much for joining me today. It's good to be with you. And you're such a spark. You have uh, a natural charisma, but you have a spiritual charisma. Mm. But I think I would use the word spark. <laughs> you bring a spark to people mm. because it's perhaps it's a gift of faith mm. uh, that you have. Well, you're definitely a Barnabas. That's for sure. A son of encouragement <laughs> into bad. a lot of people's lives. So blessings. <laughs> it's good to be with you again. Oh, that's awesome. I love to see people's hearts awaken to the beauty of Jesus. They're calling yeah. so that they can go out and do great exploits in his name because they intimately know him. It's awesome. I received that. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I've gleaned a lot from you and your ministry. I honor you for being a general in the body of Christ for so many years, for carrying this prophetic message, for just all the labor of love that you've done over the years. And so it's an honor to speak to you. Thank you. It's great. So, yes, the newest book yep. <laughs> is The Mystery of Israel and the Middle East, A Prophetic Gaze into the Future. But I take a look at the past. <laughs> we gaze into the future, mm -hmm. but this is also very timely mm -hmm. for the present. Absolutely. And I want to start there because I've, I've read your book. It's powerful. There's so much vital truth in it. And I want to start with. 
I guess on your own journey, when did the Lord really give you a passion for Israel? Is it, was it an encounter? Was it a prophetic word that came to you? Was it just by digging into the scriptures and seeing the, the prophetic history of Israel? Like when did that begin for you? And then we'll dive into the book. You know, uh, yes, it's a journey for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there's always the imprint of the Bible, the word of God itself. But something I really don't reference that much in this particular book, but that is as a young man in the later stages of the Jesus people movement, Mm -hmm. I had the imprint of the teacher of the teachers of the charismatic movement, Mm -hmm. Derek Prince, Mm -hmm. was put upon my life. And so... I really had the honor of being in scores and scores of meetings with Derek Prince. Mm -hmm. And so I would say God used him Mm -hmm. to put an imprint upon my heart Mm -hmm. and my mind of God's heart for Israel. Mm -hmm. One of the things that was fascinating to me about this brilliant British scholar Mm. who knew 12 ancient languages Mm -hmm. was how he and his first wife, Lydia, adopted 12 daughters. Wow. And Lydia then... uh, wrote the book, then that Derek helped her on the appointment in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so Derek was, Derek Prince, then was uh, in World War II. And so that he then saw the birth of the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. So having heard the stories firsthand, And then set under the teaching of the teacher of the teachers of the charismatic movement, Mm -hmm. who was humbled his soul to receive revelation from God's word and from God's heart concerning the necessity of us aligning with God's heart concerning Israel. Well, that's where I got the imprint. Yeah. And it happened when I was around 20 years old. And it's like, I call it our, the cement of our lives. The foundation is wet. Mm -hmm. And while it's still not fully set up, God brings certain people into your lives to etch. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the primary people that God brought into my life was Derek Prince, and he etched mm-hmm. Israel in the foundation of my life. <laughs> what a blessing. For me, I really relate with that because for me, I went to Christ for the Nations. I was newly saved eight, nine months, yeah. went to Christ for the Nations Institute in Dallas, Texas, and that's uh-huh. where I received a love for Israel because, you know, Gordon and Frida Lindsay's daughter— has a ministry in Israel. 
And um, they had so many, you know, they, they would honor yeah. Israel and they, were, they had so right. many prayer sets for Israel. And I had a, a friend God brought in my life who was newly set on fire. She went to Chrysler Nation. She was from Israel and she yes. gave me an Israel flag. And God was just speaking to me a lot about the country. And I would lay on my face over the Israel yeah. flag and just pray and ask God to give me a heart for the nation of Israel. Um, yeah. And so and, it's, and, and it's of course, and I And I know the people you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And Frida Lindsay loved, I'm just going to flat out say, Frida Lindsay loved me <laughs> because I would speak at times at the missions conferences at Christ for the Nations and the presence of God would roll in. <laughs> and Frida Lindsay at times would endorse some of my early books <laughs> because also I carried God's heart for Israel. <laughs> I carried a love for God's word and for integrity. So anyway, there's yeah. some common ground there. Oh, absolutely. But that was huge. And so I love the fact that you're saying that God brings people in formative years of our lives to make yes. a destiny imprint on our lives yeah. to move us forward in the things of God. And so right. you share in your book how when people ask you one of the greatest spiritual or prophetic events that has ever taken yeah. place, you always talk about Israel becoming a nation again in 1948. Let's let's lay some yeah. found uh, you know, some some groundwork there. Yeah. So listen to this. I was born. Here's how I opened the entire book. Mm -hmm. I was born in 1952, only four years after the rebirth of the land of the nation of mm -hmm. Israel, yeah. which occurred in 1948. So I can almost say it happened in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. People worldwide have asked me in the past 50 years or so, what is the greatest prophetic event that has happened? And I always give the same answer. The greatest prophetic occurrence in the past hundred years is the restoration of the Jewish people to the land of promise, which today is the country of Israel. That's awesome. And you share, you start off by really giving like, a foundation yes. for for the importance of Israel, why the church should really focus on Israel because of the fulfillment of promises that have yes. taken place. And also there's many future promises that need to take oh, place yeah. for the country of yeah. Israel going into the second coming of Christ, the restoration of the kingdom. And so, right. yeah, share with us a little bit of that so we can lay that foundation there. Yeah. So uh, this is huge. Um, the way Derek Prince taught it, to me and to many, the thousands, mm -hmm. is that it's like the backbone of the body. You got to have proper alignment. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the backbone straight, the whole body will be out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And so you've yes. got to have the backbone of the proper alignment of Israel mm -hmm. in proper place. And when you displace Israel and you replace Israel in all of these scriptures with the church, mm. your whole alignment in the body is going to be out of whack. Replacement now, theology. Yeah. Replacement theology. Mm -hmm. Now, but then there's another dimension here that goes later in the book. Mm -hmm. And it's when we did our 
a conference in Nashville, Tennessee, before we moved here. And I've been here now 25 years Mm -hmm. and it was on the destiny of Israel and the church. But I had a vision of an eye staring at me, an eye. Mm -hmm. And in the pupil of the eye, I saw a star of David and Mm -hmm. in the eye, in the eye was a star of David and it had a scripture written in it. And it was, what was it? Zechariah. I don't even remember right now. That's terrible. But uh, Zechariah something, you know, not all of that's terrible right now, but I have to look it up, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the scripture was. as Zechariah 5, 7 or something. And I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. But notice it was in the eye and it was in a star of David. And so I had to look this up. Mm-hmm. And that particular scripture in Zechariah says that Israel is the apple of God's eye. Now, where the vision was, was in the pupil of an eye. Mm -hmm. Now, another translation, the word apple is the word pupil. Mm. So I went on a research, I did on a study, and I'm sorry, I'm not quoting the exact uh, Mm -hmm. address of that verse uh, appropriately mm-hmm. and i could do a real quick search right now and and you know and and uh, do this uh, accurately but anyway so um and it's in seven reasons why i pray and take a stand for israel um is that israel is still the apple of god's eye now why is this important mm-hmm. because the apple of the eye is where we have our sight we our eyeball isn't just all used for sight. Mm-hmm. Our our eyesight is actually only comes from the in, inner part of the eye, the pupil of the eye. Mm. And so if you poke at the eye and you hit the eyeball, well. That doesn't necessarily hinder your sight. Yeah. But it's when you hit the pupil, you poke out someone's sight. Mm -hmm. So listen to this. If you want to deter your sight, poke Israel. Mm. Because Israel is the apple of God's sight. Mm Mm-hmm. It's where we gain insight into God's word. And when you remove Israel as the apple of God's eye, you are actually removing a key to revelatory prophetic insight of God's word. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this is really key to prophetic understanding of revelatory issues of the word of God and of God's heart. Mm -hmm. He who touches, touches Israel, touches the apple of God's eye. So if you really want to poke God in his eye and remove prophetic insight, Mm -hmm. uh, how about this? Let me frame it different. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why a lot of the church is blind today. 
is because we have poked God in his eye. And wow. we have imposed spiritual blindness on ourselves. Wow. And that is what cessationism does. Yes. Mm-hmm. And or that is what replacement theology does. We become blind in part because we have removed insight because we have just actually poked God in mm-hmm. his eye. Mm-hmm. So that takes repentance that is needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I do cover a lot of issues that's in this book. I cover history. So let me lift this up a little bit. If you have a love for history, I cover a lot of history in this yes, book. Yes, you do. Yep. If you have a love for prayer, I cover the acts behind the scenes of prayer. If you have a love for the prophetic, I cover a lot of the prophetic acts. And if you want a gaze into the future, mm-hmm. I take us there as well. So, But let's mm-hmm. be careful and let's touch Israel with kindness. Mm-hmm. And you, now let's do it positively, can have good sight mm-hmm. and good insight mm-hmm. and keener prophetic revelation mm-hmm. from God into his word and thus have a good, a keener mm-hmm. gaze into the days in which we live and into a gaze into the future. Okay. I agree a hundred percent. And even says in Romans nine through 11, it's, it's understood why Satan would want to blind the church in this way, because Romans nine through 11 even breaks down, especially in 10 and 11, you know, the importance of Israel and the unfolding of the culmination of the ages in terms yeah. of the come of Christ and, and, and a great awakening for the Jewish people and the Gentiles. Yeah. And you, and you talk about that in your book as well. Yeah. And, one thing that I, I, by the way, I want to insert it's sure. Zechariah 2 8. Zechariah 2 8. There you go. <laughs> the, the scripture, and there's all, there's all, there's actually scriptures in Deuteronomy and other places as well. But the scripture I was referencing is Zechariah 2 8. So I wanted to make sure I corrected myself and give you the correct verse. What I saw was Zechariah 2 8. And if you get the book, it's on page 76. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's good. That's good. And so you share in your book also this encounter you had where you saw winds of awakening specifically oh, yeah. over the Middle East and Israel, but mm. there was three different winds, but you also talk about an Israel awakening in the body of Christ. And so there's a lot of insight in there, and I believe it's important, especially for the American church or the Western church, to kind of gain this revelation because we have a huge part to play in this. And so yes. share with us a little bit about that encounter. Okay, yeah. Um, a mutual friend of ours named Matt Sorger, uh, mm-hmm. he lived in uh, Long Island at the time, yep. and I did a lot of his conferences. He lives in the North Carolina area now, and I was uh, flying to go uh, to Long Island. I live in Nashville. And winds, I heard the voice of the Lord come to me over and over and over repeatedly, the winds are coming. Mm-hmm. And so 
the winds in the natural literally came. Now, this is a prophetic parable. The winds literally came. And I was only able to fly to Baltimore. And all the airports up and down the East Coast were shut down. Mm. And so I was um, couldn't fly any further. All the airports were shut down because the winds were so fierce. I was supposed to be the first night speaker, and I didn't make it till the last night. Mm. And then finally, the winds calmed down, and I made it to Long Island, to Islip, to the airport, just in time for the last night. Mm. I lay down for like five minutes, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me again and says, the winds are coming. And I'm going, hey, the winds already came. What are you talking about? (laughs) And he goes to me again. He says, the winds are coming. And I go, okay. But they already came. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural spiritual issue. I go into the worship. I'm sitting there. I have a journal. And I'm writing things down in the worship and a wind in the natural blew across my face. Mm. And I'm going, huh? Words of knowledge are coming to me. And I write down, there's going to be a man here from Schenectady. And I'm going, okay. Huh. And then I write down, there's going to be uh, X number of women here. I can't remember the number right now, but it's all mm-hmm. validated. Mm-hmm. named uh, like Elizabeth and uh, you're to call them forward. And I was told there was going to be like 12 or something there. And then uh, and another detailed words of knowledge. And then I, I opened up my eyes. I'm looking around for the air vents. There weren't any. Mm-hmm. I closed my eyes and go back into worship. <laughs> A wind blows across my face. I'm like, huh? More detailed words of knowledge come to me. I'm writing down in a journal. I open up my eyes to look for an air vent. There wasn't any. I go back into worship. I close my eyes. A wind blows across my face. It happened three times. I open up my eyes. I look around. There's nothing. Words of knowledge, which is not my typical first gift. Discerning of spirits and gift of prophecy is. Now, move it forward. Then a wind blows across my face. I open up my eyes. I'm not looking for an air vent. And standing right in front of me is an angel. Mm. Blows a shofar right in front of me. And the angel is glowing, has a satin robe on, and with a sash from the left shoulder down to like the right waist, Mm. uh, hip line. And then I can read a name written on this sash and it says israel awakening now realize this is in long island right outside of new york city this is prophetic parabolic language new york city is called what the big the big apple the big apple Mm -hmm. and new york city is also a city of some of the highest percent of jewish population yeah in the world hmm, mm. that's interesting mm-hmm. so this angel 
called Israel Awakening comes and visits me, blows us so far in my face. Now, I've had many angelic visitations, but rarely is a name of an angel given to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this one was. Yeah. And the Noah realm, I know two things that this was for the purpose of two things that there will be an awakening in the land of Israel itself, mm-hmm. where the blinders will come off of Jew and Gentile alike, and they will come to faith in Yeshua as Messiah. Mm-hmm. Second, but before that, there will be an awakening that will occur in the body of Messiah, the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And we will be awakened to our role and call to, as the Gentile body of Christ, to carry the Jewish people upon our shoulders. Mm -hmm. My knower knew this. Now, obviously, I'd already been a prayer warrior and a student of the Bible for years, and this was already on my heart, but this was different. Mm -hmm. This was an awakening in me. I get up to preach. This is where it gets really interesting. And this is written in this book. I don't remember if it's chapter three or four, The Winds of Awakening. Then I get up to preach. I started off with words of knowledge, which I do not normally do. Mm -hmm. There was one man from Schenectady. I spelled the name of the city, and I did it right, which is like, (laughs) that's a miracle. That's a miracle, yeah. Yeah, and then Uh I I called up that there would be whatever it was, the number of women by the name of, and that was exactly correct. They all came up, and I prayed for them all. They were all touched. Every word of knowledge I gave at the beginning was totally accurate. Mm -hmm. And then I started to teach, which I love to do, Mm -hmm. but the wind wasn't on it. Mm. It wasn't on it. I mean, you know, the oil, however you want to say it. So then I'm like, huh, but you know something else I had done? In my journal, I had drawn a picture of the Israel awakening angel. So I just go, well, I have to go with where the oil is. I have to go with where the flow is. So I shifted gears and I went, by the way, I was just visited by in your meeting by an angel named Israel Awakening. Matt Sorger had never done this ever in his ministry before or since. He gets up with a microphone, interrupts the guest speaker, which is me, (laughs) has a journal. I have my journal. He now has his. And he shows on his journal written down that James Gall is coming to the meeting tonight. Angels are coming on assignment with him, and one of them is called Israel Awakening. (laughs) And we have our journals up there together, and he's a son in the faith to me, (laughs) a father and a son in the faith together, two journals Showing at the same time wow. mm-hmm. confirmation, Israel awakening for mm-hmm. such a time as this. There's the whole story. 
<laughs> I love that story. And so the Lord is, and I see it, there's ministries all over catching a love for Israel. Yep. And, right. and I'm excited. Have, they, they might not have had it before. Yep. They've mm-hmm. gotten enlightened or they're going through a, a slow transformation. But I want to prophesy right now. Mm-hmm. I say that cold hearts, half-hearted hearts are being awakened. And because we have four chambers of a heart, you might be alive in one area mm-hmm. and unawakened in another. That's and good. I just say, mm-hmm. There is an awakening concerning the body of Christ role to be watchmen on the walls concerning Israel and the Middle East. And you are needed, and God is tapping you on the shoulder right now to also stand on the walls right now because you're needed for this period of time of history. And I declare that over you right now in Yeshua and Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You, I want to, I want to highlight this before we end the podcast, because you talk about seven biblical reasons why we should pray for Israel. And there's people listening right now. Maybe they didn't go to Bible school. Maybe they don't have a mentor or a spiritual father or mother that have a passion for Israel. Maybe this is the first time that they're really catching this understanding and they want to dive in more and they don't truly know the significance of Israel. First of all, they they should grab a copy of your book because it's all written out in there. But Give for maybe the the person who's new to this understanding of the importance of Israel some reasons why it's very important for the body of Christ, the Gentiles, to catch this and and pray into this. Yeah, so I have, I'll just list out some points really quickly Mm -hmm. and uh, seven reasons why to pray for Israel. One, it's the apple of God's eye, Mm -hmm. Zechariah 2 8. Because it's also time to have compassion. There are appointed times. And if ever there's the need, it is now. According to Psalm 102, verses 13 and 14. Number three, because God is establishing Jerusalem as a praise in the earth. According to Isaiah 62, verses 6 and 7. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have a, I am establishing, it hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. Jerusalem as a praise in the earth. Number four, because God is calling forth intercessors that Israel will be saved. We do not believe in a dual covenant theology. Mm-hmm. We believe that there is only one way to God the Father. That's right. And it is through Jesus, his only son, our Lord. And Paul the Apostle says that we are to pray for Israel, that all Israel will be saved. So for Israel's salvation, number four. Number five, we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That is according to Psalm 122, verses six and seven. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. And then number six. And of course, I'm just doing a highlight. Mm-hmm. It, it, listen to this. You want a key to a worldwide revival? 
Romans chapter 11, verse 15 says that when Israel is awakened, it will bring fruit to the whole world. And it says it this way, it will bring life Mm. to the whole world. So a sixth reason why I pray and take a stand for Israel, it's not an ethics. This is not an ethnic issue. Mm -hmm. It is a Bible issue. Mm. This is not an Arab versus Jew issue. This is a Bible issue because it's a key to global revival. Number six, it will bring life to the world. And number seven, you know, one of the reasons why I pray and I take a stand for Israel, it is linked to the second coming of the Messiah, Jesus. How many out there want to see Jesus? return. Mm -hmm. Well, he doesn't come back until we say, blessed is he who comes. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So a seventh key is why I pray Mm -hmm. is because this Jewish awakening of them saying, Blessed is he, Jesus, the Messiah, is linked to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, yeah, there's a little bit right there. <laughs> and may the spirit and the bride say, come. And I just, come. yes, and I just pray that the Lord is, I know it, he's awakening hearts right now, those who are yep. listening and those who are watching to the fact and the reality that Israel is the apple of God's eye and Israel plays a vital role in the unfolding of the end times and the, and the kingdom of heaven um, established being established in the earth today. And so I would love for you to pray as you're led of the Holy Spirit. I believe that God is doing something. There's people that are being drawn to the show and they and they want a passion for Israel. They don't know where to start. They don't know where to begin. They don't, you know, maybe they don't feel the compassion that you're talking about as a prayer point. And so, like, you know, I just, I, I believe that prayer will be essential now. Yeah, Luke 24. How about, let's go there. In Luke 24, the resurrected Jesus and they didn't even know it was him, Mm. was on the road to Emmaus with some of his disciples, but their eyes were blinded. They didn't even know it was him until he opened up the word of God. And then their hearts burned warmly within and he vanished (laughs) and then they went wow he opened up the word of god to us folks that's what it takes god wants to open up the word of god to us and it takes an act of love Motivated by mercy and compassion, by the spirit of revelation. Like I talked about the four chambers of the heart. Mm -hmm. We can have one place because Jesus lives in us. We can have another place of our heart that 
we maybe don't believe the spiritual gifts are for today. And then it's like, oh, that room gets opened up. But then we can have another room that's like, oh, I don't know about this Israel stuff. And then a light starts to come on. Father, we're asking that you bring light and illumination into every room of our heart. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And just like with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, you illuminated the word of God, and they had a burning heart experience. Right now, would you give to these lovely people a burning heart encounter with the word of God, the living word by the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and touch these people. Give dreams and visions and revelations and give a hunger and a new Revelation in the Word of God concerning the apple of God's eye. And we're grateful for the days in which we live. And I speak forth right now the spirit of grace and supplication. And where they've walked in in the past and they backed away, reignite it for watchmen on the walls. For such a time as this, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. It's been a great delight to be with you for this, for Michael Lombardo, for his podcast, (laughs) for this Zoom, for this show. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May he overshadow you with his glory realm. And may he give you his shalom. Amen and amen. Amen. And as you were praying, I just saw roots being pulled out, just roots of anti-Semitism, just like, you know, there's paradigms that have been imparted to us, everyday believers, and we don't even realize, we don't even realize they're in there. We don't even realize they're in there, but I just see the light of Christ shining in the darkness and the enemy's plans being thwarted in churches and in leaders' hearts and in everyday believers' hearts. Um, and a love for Israel being planted. And so, and I believe that this book um, is, is a huge is. part of that. And so how can people connect more with your ministry, get a copy of the book, yep. find out what you're doing around the world? Yeah. So go to jamesgall.com. I send out weekly content um, like uh, a blog mm-hmm. and also free audio and video messages And the best thing to do is just go to jamesgall.com and sign up for like those uh, newsletters. I have a YouTube. I have an Instagram. I have all the the different social media tools. I also have a Charisma podcast that goes out twice every week. God Encounters Encounters Today with James Gall, where God Encounters are for everyone and God Encounters are especially for you. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's just an honor. Yeah. 
to each equip and to um, help other people like uh, like Michael. So blessings. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll put a link in the description section for James Gall's website. Um, for um, everyone who's listening and watching to tap into that. And so thank you again for taking the time to be with me today on the show, to share your heart. Thank you. For those who are listening and watching, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We can get it out to more people so they can be blessed. They can be encountered. They can be awakened by the beauty of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus. Bless you. And I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>